0: Here is your host, John Odermatt.
1: Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, it is time for another edition of Felony Friday right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Felony Friday is a weekly show that we have here every single Friday. where We focus on exposing injustice in the broken criminal justice system. This is the 83rd episode of Felony Friday, so that means you're going to be able to find links and notes to everything that I'm going to talk about today at lionsofliberty.com FF83. And if you'll notice, I said that I'm going to talk about today because I don't have a guest. You're just going to be hearing from me, the host of this show, John Odermatt, for about the next 30 minutes. I have a lot of great stories to talk about today. Before we get to them, though, before we dive into talking about some felonies trending in the news, play Is This a Crime and Should They Do Time, and a new segment that I'm going to introduce. Before we do that, I want to tell you once again about MartinArmory.com. MartinArmory.com is the sponsor for today's show. They were founded by Chris Martin, a libertarian, an entrepreneur, a guy who wanted to make buying a gun simple, And affordable. So, we started this website to buy a gun, martinarmory.com, that focuses on only the top 25 guns. They only carry the best guns from each category. And they do this because it allows them to price guns at really low prices. Prices. They don't have to worry about stocking every different gun under the sun and carry all this inventory, which raises prices up. They can carry a streamlined inventory and keep the prices really, really low. So go to martinarmory.com, check out their selection. You're going to want to go today, though. Right now, if you can, if you're driving, as soon as you get to your destination, jump on your phone, jump on a computer and go to martinarmory.com because our special promotion, with Martin Armory ends today, August 4th. And that promotion is you get free shipping with any gun that you buy when you enter promo code LIONS at checkout. So go to martinarmory.com today, enter promo code LIONS at checkout, and end up with a great gun or two or three. So don't miss out on this offer, guys. I want to tell you about now. One more special offer, and I'm excited about this offer, our friend Johnny Adams, who created the Liberty Force comic. If you're not familiar with it, it's an outstanding comic. I've actually read it twice myself, and I'm a really big believer that it's going to bring a lot of people into the Liberty movement. And this is coming from a guy who, to be honest with you, I've never read a comic before until I read Johnny's uh, Liberty Force comic. And it was awesome, man. It was. It has an entertaining story, has great, great graphics, great characters. It was a lot of fun to read, and it has a great message behind it. So, what we're going to be doing, we're actually going to be giving away five of these comic books. Um, great to keep yourself. Great, great for a gift. If you get one, if you've if you've already bought one, way that you can enter the drawing to get one of these five comic books. There's two ways, actually. The first way you become a member of our Lions of Liberty Pride. So there's already a bunch of people who are going to be entered in the drawing through that, but there's another way you can get in. You can join the pride. You can join the pride right now. Go to lionsofliberty.com slash support and join the pride. You get one entry there. You can get a second entry by give, leaving us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes and maybe on Stitcher too. If you do all three of those things, Join the pride. Leave us a review on iTunes, a review on Stitcher. You'll have three entries into the drawing, and you got to get this done by August 5th. And you can take a screenshot of those entries and send them to Felony Friday at com, and I'll get them to Mark. Mark's going to be doing a drawing on August 5th, pulling five names out of some kind of hat, I would assume. I don't know if maybe a fedora. I like to picture Mark pulling names out of his uh. Out of a fedora maybe I don't does Mark wear a fedora I don't know he seems like he might wear a fedora I haven't seen him for a while maybe he's into that he's in California who knows anyway 85 eight you got to get your name in before 85 we'll say close the business 85 so whatever that means there's no business it's a Saturday so I don't know just get it in as early as you can before August 5th and hopefully hopefully you win and if you don't win uh, I still suggest I still highly recommend Picking up a copy of this comic. And you can find out if you won by going to lionsofliberty.com slash libertyforcecomic. All right, let's get into the the content, the main event for today's show. The reason that you're all here. And I want to kick things off. This is a a solo show. I don't have a a guest to to bounce ideas off. So I wanted to start off with a new segment. Now, my idea behind this new, new segment, and I don't really have a name for it yet, I'm just calling it uh, shareable stories, really mandatory shareable stories. These are stories that I've picked out that I think should resonate with almost anybody in the world that is a sane person and should draw attention to some really, really important issues. Um, I don't think that these aren't necessarily controversial topics. I think it's pretty black and white that these are clear injustice. So these are stories that I think you should... Share with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you do your social media today. If that's Snapchat, kids are on Snapchat or or Instagram, you take a picture of yourself and talk about this story. I don't know. However you want to share these stories, uh, I want to kick off this segment and talk about two stories that I think we should be sharing as libertarians with other people to, to branch out. And the first story I want to talk about, it's a local story for me. I'm in Pittsburgh. This is in Westmoreland County, which is not too far away from where I live. And there was an article in the local paper here, the Tribune Review, that said more than 70% of inmates in the Westmoreland County prison in June needed detox for drug addiction. The warden there, the warden in the Westmoreland County jail has said that the the big thing here, it's, it's not really a cost to detox them. The cost is with the education and with the prevention. And, I mean, that's <laughs> that's sort of a ridiculous thing to say. I mean, the real cost is with you have people coming into your jail addicted to drugs who are going to be, as we've, as we've highlighted on this program before, in prisons, in jails, in these places. Drugs do get in there. They're going to be using drugs in prison still. The real story here is is the failure of the war on drugs. 70% of the people getting locked up in this Westmoreland County jail are addicted to drugs. That is insane. Seven out of ten people. That is nuts. This should be a red flag. In a rational world, government officials would be going nuts, looking for the root of the problem. How do we stop this? And they would find the war on drugs itself is the root of the problem because the war on drugs is itself creates an environment that fosters crime and violence and puts people in situations where they commit crimes, puts people in situations where if there's a drug transaction, the only way often, not the only way, but the way that people fall back to because they don't have conflict resolution abilities. They haven't been trained in that. They don't know it any other way. They can't use the courts. So they fall to violence. The black market created by the war on drugs fosters a lot of this crime, creates a lot of these criminals, and puts these people who are drug users into the jail system where they just continue to get recycled and recycled and recycled and just have completely horrible lives. Just wastes of lives. So that is the thing that we should be talking about here. And that is a story you should be sharing with your friends. Second story I wanted to talk about, and this has been making the rounds on the Libertarian interwebs. It's a bit of a... uh, a longer story to get through here, so just just bear with me. I, I did see that Thomas Massey and Rand Paul just tweeted out about this story as well. This is on uh, Wednesday, August 2nd, as I'm recording this. This is an older story. It actually occurred back in April 2012, but the legal fight associated with it is heating up right now, so that's why people are talking about it right now. You might have read about it before. You, when I start talking through this, you, might, you know, might say, "I think I've heard of this before." You probably have. It's it's been uh it's been around the the libertarian interwebs kicked around uh, quite a bit. So this goes back, like I said, to 2012. And there's a husband and wife, two kids. Uh, husband wakes up. at 7:20 in the morning. His alarm's going off. He's got to get his kids up. You know, going through that. Routine in his head, what he has to do. All of a sudden, he hears like a starter pistol go off, and all and there's people banging on the door, banging on the door so loud he said he thought the door was going to come down. So this guy gets out of bed, runs down the stairs, and I I don't know about you guys, but if this was me, and if someone's banging on my door at seven o'clock in the morning, that's I normally do wake up about this time, a little bit later. But if someone's banging on my door at that time, I'm going to go down to the door carrying my, carry my handgun. Which, if I did that in this case, I would probably end up shot dead by the police. Because this guy opens the door and the police immediately knock him down. They come in. They were about to t- take the door down with a battering ram. But they didn't. He opened the door. They stormed into the house. And they knock him to the ground. And he's laying there on the ground looking at these police officers' boots around them. They're carrying AR-15s and they're screaming at him, Do you have any kids? Where are your kids? Where are your kids? That's a really scary thing. You got armed men busting into your house asking where your kids are. Just just picture that. You're faced out on the floor, people with AR-15 standing around you. You got a boot right next to your head, and they're yelling for your kids. That is freaking terrifying. So the mother eventually comes down the steps with the two kids. They all sit on the couch, and as the police are ransacking their house, the mother says to the father, you know, I wonder if they, uh, they're they here because of our hydroponic garden. It's just, just out of nowhere, she thinks of that. I don't know why they would be. They weren't growing anything illegally. They weren't growing marijuana or, or anything like that. They were just growing some tomato plants and things like that. A little project that the father, in this case, had set up to help his son learn how to garden, to to do something cool, a cool father and son activity. But it turns out that for a while they they didn't know what tipped the cops off. They didn't know how this even happened. So the cops find nothing. They don't find a trace of marijuana. They don't find anything. When they leave, they say that the reason they did this search is they found some some marijuana stems and seeds on the property and they accuse the the couple's son of using marijuana. They said, take him to a, a pediatrician to get tested, which is, that's just a ridiculous thing to say. And, and first of all, if you find, so so finding marijuana stems and seeds on a property supposed to justify armed men knocking the door down, ransacking a house, easily could have killed someone. That's just a, it's on its face. It's just such an incredible, incredible thing. I, I don't even understand how any reasonable person could hear that and say, oh, okay, you found seeds and stems. Okay, you you still busted my door down. Okay, I get it. So the, the father in this case, he gets really, really upset with this. He's thinking about what caused this? Why did these armed men storm into my house? Why did this happen? I don't understand how this can happen in a free society. So he starts digging into it. It turns out what was happening is there was a sergeant, James Wingo, of the Missouri State Highway Patrol. And he was uh, doing some surveillance shifts in parking lots of garden stores, stores that would would sell hydroponics, stores that would sell stuff that people who would grow marijuana would frequent. And this officer started a, an initiative. He conceived this thing he called Operation Constant Gardener. And what he did is he recorded the license plates of people who were coming into this garden store frequently. These are people from all all across the Missouri area. And one of the people that, that came up here on the list were, were the people in this case. So this, this officer, Wingo, put together a, a raid. What they did is they supplied the names of all the people that they found, and they pushed them out to each police department. And they did the first raid in April of 2011. They did it on April 20th, Marijuana Day, Pot Day. So creative, police officers. You're so funny. So funny with your busting down people's doors on a 420 holiday. So in 2011, they did that. They raided a bunch of houses. They said that it was a success. They arrested a bunch of people. They said it was 99% positive media coverage. They found 52 indoor grows, and they all in all, there were 30 agencies participating in this raid. So the next year, 2012, they didn't have as many names. They had a couple names, and they pushed these names out on March 20th. And one of the names on this list, of course, was Bob Hart. And that is what led to his door being knocked down. But it goes a little bit farther. In, in order to get, they had to get uh, suspicion. They had to get probable cause in order to get a warrant. They couldn't just Bust some, they could just bust down someone's door based on them going to a gardening store. They needed a little bit more. So what the police had done is they went through their garbage. And what they found, they said that they found traces of, uh, of marijuana, of marijuana leaves. What they actually found was tea leaves. But that was enough justification. They never actually did any lab testing. They just did on-site testing, said it was marijuana, said, all right, let's go knock down this guy's door Let's put our boots on and let's let's run in his house and, and raid this guy's house and scare his family half to death. So that's what they did. So the Hearts eventually would file a federal lawsuit against the county, the city, the officers involved, a federal judge eventually threw out that claim. But there was a three-panel judge of the U.S. District Court of Appeals for the 10th Circuit, which ruled that the family could move forward with the court. So this decision, and this is why we're talking about this now, this brings up Massive implications for Fourth Amendment litigation and legislation. So th- this, is, this is big stuff. And if, if this moves forward, moves forward to the Supreme Court, I don't want to speculate too much, but this could be a big win for liberty, a big win for actually getting the Fourth Amendment back to its, its core intention, actually enforcing the Fourth Amendment again and making these law enforcement agencies abide by the Fourth Amendment. So hopefully some good comes from this. This is just a a terribly sad case. And when you think about how much worse it could have been, thank God nobody was injured, thank God nobody was killed, this is the stuff that, you know, it's a nightmare. And a lot of people will say, and the reason this is a shareable story, I think, because this shows that the drug war can truly affect anybody. And I get pushback. From conservatives who, you know, they they listen to my show, I'll get some feedback from them, they'll say, you know, John, it's it's great we're, you know, you're talking about injustice and the criminal justice system, but do you have to focus on the drug war so much? do, do you have to? I mean, as long as you don't use drugs, you're not involved in that, you're not gonna have any of the problems associated with, it. you're not gonna end up in prison. Do we need to talk about the war on drugs that much? And for a lot of reasons we do. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible injustice. But for those people, for those conservatives that are "Eh," sitting on the sideline thinking it'll never impact them. And you know what? Maybe it never will. But a story like this shows that it can. It can come right to the doorstep in their front door and invade their family's privacy. So this is a reason why everyone needs to be against the war on drugs. It's not a... Principled reason per se, but I think it gets the point across in a pretty strong way that any day, even if you're living right, you you think you're not breaking any laws, the war on drugs can bang your door down. Let's move on and talk about two more stories. I just got to talk briefly about Donald Trump. I, you know, I, I try to I try to avoid talking about Trump on Felony Friday because he's talked about so much on our. Other shows, Electric Liberty Land, Brian McWilliams is doing a great job following the Trump campaign. I really enjoy his analysis. And to a degree, we'll talk about it on, on Monday with Mark Claire. Mark Clare's show, he does interview a lot of people, but we also have our Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor segment on his Monday show. And a lot of times we'll talk about the Trump presidency. So I just want to touch on this real quickly because it has to do with police brutality. And last Friday, one week ago, Trump gave a speech to law enforcement officers at the Suffolk County Community College in Brentwood. Trump, of course, had something controversial to say, as he always does. And I'm I'm laughing at this quote. It's, It's not funny, and I'll talk about why it's not funny afterwards, but here's the quote from Donald Trump. Like when you guys put somebody in a car and you're protecting their head, you know, the way you put their hand over, like don't hit their head and they've just killed somebody. Don't hit their head. I said, you could take the hand away. Okay. So that's, I'm not even going to try to do a Trump impersonation. I'll leave that to Brian and Mark. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the video of it, obviously it's, it's vintage Trump. It's vintage in my mind. I don't know if everyone agrees with me, but it's vintage persuasion Trump. He's using persuasion tactics He's talking about something that everyone can picture, something that everyone's seen on the TV show Cops. You know, they've they've seen it all over the place. Police officers putting people in uh, the back of their police car, and they put their hand over the head to make sure they don't hit their head. And then he ties it in with saying somebody who's just killed somebody, saying that all criminals are bad. A a broad stroke, all criminals. So of course, if somebody's killed somebody, don't worry about if they you know. Put your hand there. They can bump their head on the back of a police car. And this sent people into an outrage for good reason for the most part. And a bunch of police departments came out and issued statements about it. And for good reason, for good reason, saying this isn't what they practice. This isn't their policy. And I think it's important to point out, and I haven't heard this talked about too much, but the big problem I have with this, you know, I don't think Trump is actively calling for police to be more brutal. This did get laughs from the crowd. People obviously got upset with that. I don't think people should have been laughing about it either. But I think the real point here that that needs to be made when we talk about this is we live in a society with due process, or we're supposed to have due process. That is the intention. That is the goal. So even if you think somebody has killed somebody, you think somebody has raped somebody, you think somebody has assaulted someone, even if You've seen them do it, and they've stopped. That doesn't mean that you can then assault them, that you can then injure them, that you can then beat them up. If they're not in the act of assaulting someone, if you're not putting a stop to that, then there is no need for the police to become violent. There is due process. We have a court of law for a reason. That assault, that murder, that rape needs to be proven in the court of law. There's simply... No excuses around that. And that is really the problem I have with this because this is an assault on due process. And due process is, it's so forgotten in this country on so many levels from terrorist watch list to Guantanamo Bay. People just yeah, just shrug off, yeah, due process. Uh, but those guys are bad. They, they, they don't need due process. We're talking about terrorists here. They don't need due process. We're talking about the freaking government, not to get off topic with with the terrorist watch list. But do you trust the government to put together a list of terrorists and not get it wrong? No, there's been all kinds of problems with the terrorist watch list. And that is why we have due process in this country. We we shouldn't have terrorist watch lists where we're taking away people's rights without due process. So remember that, guys, when you're talking about this story with your friends, the point I think is important to make is that Trump, is just shrugging off due process. Let's take a real quick break here to hear from our sponsor for today's show.
0: I firmly believe one of the most important things you can do to protect yourself and your loved ones is to own a firearm. But for a lot of people, buying a gun can be an overwhelming process. There are just so many options, and not everyone feels comfortable walking into a gun store. Well, our friends at martinarmory.com are doing their part to change that. Martin Armory was founded with a simple goal, to make buying a gun simple and affordable. Instead of carrying thousands of different guns, MartinArmory.com only carries 25. This allows them to focus on providing the most popular guns on the market at insanely cheap prices. And now, for a limited time, their prices are even more insane, as MartinArmory.com is offering Lions of Liberty listeners free shipping. Simply go to martinarmory.com, pick an awesome gun, and enter the promo code LIONS. Again, that's martinarmory.com. The promo code is LIONS.
1: Second story I want to talk about with you guys today, second story trending in the news, I wanted to talk about with you guys today is a great story. It's a happy story. You know, when I read this, I had a big smile on my face for the most part. I really liked it. And what it is, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Senator Cory Booker. Senator Cory Booker out of New Jersey introduced a bill that would legalize marijuana nationwide. And this new bill introduced into the Senate would not only end the federal prohibition on marijuana, but it would also encourage states to legalize pot as well. And this bill proposed by Senator Booker, it would remove marijuana from the federal scheduling system which is the basis, of course, for why it's criminalized. And that part of it is not new at all. That's been introduced before. It was introduced most recently by good old Senator Bernie Sanders back in 2015 when he introduced a bill to deschedule marijuana. But Booker's bill goes a little bit farther, and it has some, some different caveats within it that, that I want to dive into and talk about. So the bill would leverage federal funds to incentivize legalization in states that have enforced marijuana laws in a way that disproportionately impact low-income people, people of color. So this is a category that – I mean it's, it's, every, it's pretty much every single state because the war on drugs – it's inherently racist, I mean, the war on drugs you go back to to richard nixon it was it was started for for racist reasons. It was political reasons, really an assault on the the hippie generation the an assault on people of color so that's that's no secret there, but of course, Booker is bringing a a racial element into this to to solve this problem, and the problem I have with this is sure you can say the war on drugs is racist. I agree with you there. But the problem I have with that is that doesn't mean the solution has to be cloaked in, in more racial terms. Um, the solution can be simple. The solution has nothing to do with race. The solution has to do with individual rights, not dictating what a person can or cannot put in their body. It has nothing to do with race. So that's the problem I have with that aspect of it. A great part of this that I love and the reason why I I would support if I was a senator I would support this legislation I would ignore the the warts on it that I had, that I have problems with and a big reason I would support it because this legislation would retroactively expunge federal marijuana use and possession crimes from people's records and it would let those who are currently serving time to petition for resentencing so immediately it goes right for the people that have been impacted the most by these horrible drug laws. And it gives them a, uh, gives them a chance, it gives them a chance to get out of prison, gets this off their record. If it's expunged, if it's a felony, then you know they get some of their rights back. They can vote. They can own a firearm. I think that's fantastic. But if this bill did pass at a federal level, hopefully more states would follow along at the state level and do the same thing. And I think that will happen eventually. But the reality of this bill is it's, it's not going to pass. It doesn't have support. I assume, I haven't heard, but I assume it'll get support from people like uh, Rand Paul and Mike Lee and Republican senators on that side. I'm, I'm sure it'll have Bernie Sanders support as well, but it's it's not going to have enough support. Marijuana across the United States does have you know, more than 60% of people. I think in a recent poll that I saw, more than 60% of people in the United States support full legalization of marijuana, but politics lags behind the people. And maybe when that number gets up to 70, 75, and people start voting with that knowledge, putting people in office, that's when things are going to change. One of the problems I, I do have, I, I do want to go back just for a second, talk about Booker's incentive he puts into the legislation because he ties federal funding to, to these states that have disproportionately impacted, the drug war has impacted low-income people and people of color. He, he ties federal funding to legalization in those states. And this is very similar to, it's not really different at all from what they've done with uh, underage drinking laws. You get your highway funding, you keep your underage, you keep your drinking law at 21, you get your highway funding. It's the same thing. And I, I hate that about this bill. And I'm not one of those guys who's always states' rights over everything else. If the federal government is going to expand individual liberty, I'm all for that. This is not a case. Of the federal government expanding individual liberty, this is them sticking their tentacles, their federal funds into the states to grab hold and and control the states. So I'm not in favor of that part of the law. I still would support this law though, even with that aspect in there, because it is such a massive step forward. It would open up the marijuana market. It would it would be it would be incredible for if marijuana is legal, you would see industrialized hemp become legal, which I think. Would have at the end of the day a greater impact on our society, a greater impact on manufacturing in this country. The amount of things that can be manufactured through hemp—it's truly incredible. You can make anything from hemp. It's it's a uh, it's a wonderful wonderful plant. So I would definitely support this bill if I was in the Senate, um, if I was in a position of leadership, if I was in a position to influence. The way that I would legalize drugs. And I don't think it needs to be that complicated. We've talked about on this show in the past that breaking down the state, breaking down the coercive government in this country, it's like a game of Jenga. You can't just go pulling out pieces willy-nilly because there's, there's really complicated aspects to it, especially when you, you start talking about foreign policy. I don't want to get into that, but there's lots of moving parts within it. And even with the war on drugs, which I talked about on last week's episode with Michael Krawitz, um there is a lot of complications with international treaties with other countries regulating and controlling the, the war on drugs in this country. But that aside, assuming we can get out of those treaties, it is really easy to end the war on drugs. All you do is just decriminalize all drugs. Just decriminalize all the drugs. This isn't a situation where there's going to be failures of the state, where you know people are going to be hurt by it. Of course, you'll see some people lose their jobs. You'll see people in government and law enforcement that... They, they won't be needed anymore. Their labor won't be needed. Some of that labor could be redirected to actually fighting crime, actually maybe looking for killers, things like that. But, you know, it's, it's not going to have a terrible impact. You decriminalize marijuana, heroin, cocaine, meth, all of it. Decriminalize all of it. Bring it out into the open so it can be regulated by the market. That's right. It's not going to be a free-for-all, guys. People think chaos ensues. The market will put in regulations. The market will. We'll put in safety regulations. The market will make it so we don't have, when people go to prison, 70% of people going to that prison are addicted to opiates and, and heroin. The market would not allow that to happen. So it's as simple as that, guys. Make marijuana, make heroin, make cocaine as legal, as decriminalized as tomatoes. We don't need to tax it. We don't need to do any of that crap. Just make it legal and let this country thrive. All right, guys, this is getting down to the end of the show. And if you listen to this show, you know what that means. It is time to play Is This a Crime? And Should They Do Time? So, for this episode of Is This a Crime?, we are talking about an instance here. This is in Georgia, and there was a couple in Georgia pulled over. This is I 75 in Georgia. The cops pull them over, and they find $36,000 in cash, cash money in the car hidden. They find it hidden. So, Georgia State Police Trooper pulls over this vehicle for failure to move over um, when a County captain performed a traffic stop on seventy-five. I guess it's state law in Florida that in excuse me, in Georgia that you have to move over. This driver didn't move over, so siren goes on. They pull him over. And I guess they break out the drug dogs right away. And of course the drug dogs come out, they're gonna smell something, and they smelled something. It turns out I guess they smelled money. Can dogs smell money? I, I don't know. That's kind of ridiculous. I hope not. That'd be weird. But they found they found this thirty-six thousand dollars hidden in the car, and they confiscated it. And the uh, two people in the car they claimed they didn't know what it was from, and no arrests were made. So the cops pretty much stole thirty-six thousand dollars from this car. Probably was illegal drug money. Probably was in a free society. That's theft. This is just this is outright highway theft, guys. And. The only crime here, the crime here is not on the people driving the car. There's no crime there. There's no time or fine that should be done there. And these people weren't arrested, I should say that. The crime here is the police stealing the money. That is the crime, and that is who should do the time or more easily repay the fine. Put this money back in the car where you where you found it. You can't just go stealing Thirty-six thousand dollars. Some people. I mean, that is a uh, that makes or breaks someone's life. That is a lot of money, and the police should have absolutely no part of that. That's all I have today, guys. for For stories I wanted to talk about. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Felony Friday. I know it's a little bit different. Uh, Might have taken me a little bit, little while to get my bearings here. Uh, conducting this show without a guest on here by myself. But hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, I'd appreciate the feedback. Let me know. If you didn't, I would also appreciate the feedback. Just be kind with your feedback. Or you could not give any feedback at all, and I'll just do solo shows whenever I feel like it and continue to do with the show whatever I like, which is pretty much what I do anyway. That's not entirely true. I do listen to your guys' feedback, and if you do want to let me know, about the show, about a guest you want to bring on, a topic you'd like me to talk about, you can always reach out. Send me an email to FelonyFriday at lionsofliberty.com. I want to encourage you guys one more time to enter, enter to get in the drawing for the Liberty Force comic. You can enter, of course, by joining the Lion's Pride. And the Lion's Pride, you can join that by going to lionslibertycom slash support. Or you can also get an entry into the drawing by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and sending a screenshot of that review to me at uh, FelonyFriday at lionsofliberty.com. So a couple more notes on the Pride. We do have three levels to our Lions Pride, three levels that you can donate. Our $25 level, that is the elite level. That is the top. You get access to everything. You get access, a monthly call, talking with myself, Brian and Mark, this a conference call where you can shoot the shit with us. You can talk about stories you want to talk about on the show. You can criticize us. You can give us ideas, whatever you want to do. You can really influence the show. Also at that level, you're going to get 30% off anything you buy in the store. That's at cost. We make no money off that. That's a, that's a gift to you. You're going to get two free t-shirts and a free koozie. And of course, all of our levels, all of our Lions pride members, Get all of our exclusive content. We have conspiracy theory roundtables, early releases of episodes. We have extra felony Friday episodes, Rand Paul pluses, minuses, all the good stuff. But if $25 is too much for you guys, that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to give $25 a month. You can give $10. For $10, you get a little bit less. You still get the exclusive content. You still get the free t-shirt and koozie. You get a little bit lesser of a discount in the store. At $5, you get the content You don't get any free stuff from us, but you do still get the discount in the store. Check that out, guys. Really think about joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. One last thing, guys, I want to talk about Donor C, and I'm just going to keep it real simple here. We have funded a bunch of different projects through Lions of Liberty through this group that's come together of libertarians led by Clint Rankin, who uh, put together this group, Walk the Walk. You should definitely join the Facebook page, Walk the Walk, to, to follow along and donate to, the, to these causes that, that Clint calls out from the Donor C app. And there's libertarian other Libertarian podcasts that are involved. There's Libertarian fan bases that are involved. And there's been a lot of great stuff that's been done. There's been, we've, we've built a road. We've built a road. It's incredible. Who would build the roads? Libertarians. We'll build the roads. They built facilities, a well, dug a high-grade well for uh, an area that really needed it. People were walking crazy distances back and forth to get water, getting sick, dying. This well is going to change their life. And the latest cause that I've heard Clint talking about, but go to the Facebook page for sure to check out that it's not fully funded. Go to the Walk the Walk Facebook page. The latest cause is they're building a house, building a house out of bottles, plastic bottles in Haiti, and they need some funding for concrete other materials like that, but most of the house is going to be constructed using plastic bottles. It's an incredible idea and, you know, people say libertarians hate the environment. So, guess what? Get the hell out of the way. We're going to show you how we take care of the environment. That's all I got, guys. This has been a fun show. I really enjoyed putting this together and talking with you guys today. Hopefully, you enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for listening. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.